Well, it's called Mouse and Weens, and it's my first time <laughs> ever doing it, so you would know more about, wait, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> How did I get involved with the, the Virgin Sacrifice? Yeah, Basically, you... you know, if you've never done stand-up before, but you want to try, you could, you know, um, this particular um, club with uh, this hostess, you would uh, basically fill their club for them on a, on a weeknight and get to make a fool of yourself. So what was the process? They say, okay, you're the guy. And do you need, do they offer you help to, to kind of form your set? Do they give you a time limit too? The time limit as well? I don't remember if she said how long it was going to be. I assumed it was five minutes because that's kind of the going thing for like open mics and things like that. And I literally asked the night before, I was like, wait, it's five minutes, right? Because that was the hardest part for me was keeping it to five minutes because I just have so many ramblings about crazy stuff. Um, and the night of, well, first of all, she did say, yeah, and if you want to like, you know, run your stuff by me or whatever to, you know, I can kind of give you pointers or whatever. I'm available anytime. I'm like, okay, that's cool. No, thanks. And, uh, Oh really? Um, you turned yeah, it down. Wow. She said I was the only person to ever turn her down. And I was like, Oh, I had no idea. But the reason I did was, you know, when you know, most of the people there, it's like, ah, just go with shock value. <laughs> oh <my laughs> they God. think you, they think they know you. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the joke that stood out to me was when you unzipped your pants and uh, oh, yeah. stood there with yeah. your boxers out for a while. That was, that was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that was bold. Oh. I was planning to leave them open the whole time, but the guy in the front that I didn't know was like very uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and uh, I should have told him like, dude, you know, nothing's going to happen. They're backwards, yeah. you know? <laughs> and also it was stage fright. I'm not going to have like pink steel or anything like that. <laughs> you know what? I looked over a couple of times at you because I was like, Oh my gosh, to have to sit and watch, you know, six comedians before you. <laughs> Yeah. How was that? What was you, what were you experiencing? Well, it's funny because I was going through these cycles of 
paying attention to their their the technical side of their structure and things like that and paying attention to the red light and of course not paying attention to how long they had after that but and who was using notes and who wasn't using notes and things like that they and so them, right? huh didn't they all always? except the last guy everyone was like had some sort of a note kind of system um, for me i just need like a couple word reminders of what the bit is about did you do open mic in preparation for this just to kind of or was that something totally separate without knowing you were going to i did a couple of classes at um ucb um, which are improv and that helped a lot with thinking quick on your feet and you know not being um not having stage fright or whatever and of course there's a little bit but you know i was like my first iteration of the bit of the whole set was just play super nervous the, the whole time and just make it super awkward. And um, I backed off from that, but I still kept the nervous thing in there because I figured if I was, I can use it. And if I'm not, it'll be easy. And so I was just a little bit. And so by playing it, I was actually made me less nervous. So, there you go. Um, that's so smart. Yeah. I just kind of did that. I mean, that's why, I, you know, unzip my pants at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know what was nice is that you pointed out that you were nervous and you kind of, you just commented on the moment that was happening. Like, yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. Thanks everybody for coming. This is amazing. I'm so friggin' nervous being up here, blah, blah, And it yeah. sort of makes all of us not nervous for you, you know, right. we're kind of right. all there together. So that was really smart. Mm -hmm. Right. And the thing is, I mean, I'll tell you a, a secret is like, I kind of cheated. It was, a, I was a virgin in that I'd never really done that in front of my friends and stuff. I've done like two open mics where nobody really knew me. And um, so I didn't really feel like they counted. One of them was okay, actually went pretty well. And the other one was like, blah. But the thing is like, it was the same as the improv theater, which is everybody there for the most part wanted me to, to, to succeed. Yeah. So that kind of takes some pressure off. When you're doing an open mic, I feel like they don't because they're all there to do their shit and they hope they're better than you. Right. So that's the major, major difference. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. Smart. So when this yeah. came up as when I was like, maybe I should try that. Um, because, you know, if you don't do well, it's just the audience that sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's all their fault. No, but I mean, it's really a testimony to failing and getting back up and doing it again. And I think that's one of the biggest things. I am totally guilty of failing and never doing it again because it was so painful. But really, you have to. It's just life. And you have to get up and do it again and possibly fail again. And that's what makes you stronger. And it took me a really long time to learn that. So good for you for having a shitty open mic experience and then doing this. Absolutely. Yep. Hey, so did anybody come up to you afterwards, like some of the other comics and really give you a pat on the back or how'd that go? Um, well, Nicole did. She, she was, you know, the, the guide and the, the host of it on. And um, I went, I went out to the street after to the, uh, where people are hanging out and spoke to, um, to Brian, who is, you know, the, the heavy hitter guy. And um, he was like, yeah, that was really good. You know, you did great, blah, blah, blah. And, and he, he and his friend. And um, through talking to them, I heard they didn't actually, they weren't actually around for the show. They didn't really listen. But because it turns out they were in the green room and they're like, we could hear people laughing. And what oh. I know from being in that green room is it was really muffled. Like I could hear people laughing. I could not hear his jokes. Mm -hmm. uh, 
unless I tried really hard, but he was back there with his friend. They were blowing each other. So they couldn't hear me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, assume, I, I mean, I asked them if they were and they, they said they were. So yeah, <laughs> true. Those comics do that in the green rooms immediately when their sets are over, they start yeah. blowing each other. It's weird. <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, we're glad to say we could know you when, and we'll, we'll mm-hmm. keep, uh, keep us on the short list for inviting us out to to your gigs that'd be fun to watch you grow very all cool right. all right yay what do you think of all that business i thought that guy has cojones i don't know how he could do that that's so scary but good for him would you do it i would love to talk to the comedians and find out the first stand-up experience yeah there's something i i heard or saw i think it's online a video thing uh that time i bombed it's something about every comedian's first time bombing it's really oh, wow. cute yeah like because that's That'd always fun it's gonna happen i mean it's inevitable yeah but oh i think you should do know, it that's i think you should take some classes and do it will you oh my gosh You'd be so good. Wow, you've asked me this before. You really, I would, it would take a minute to, uh, sure, (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be fun to try. It'd be fun to try and just do it for the experience and who knows how it would go. Yeah. I say yes to life. I love it. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Okay, but you have to also. Well, that's where it might fall apart. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe down here in San Diego, if I find something easy to start uh, off with, dip my little mouse toe in the water of co- comedy. But I'm not, so you're not interested at all. I would in- rather be behind the scenes. I really am more comfortable. Like I could be a writer. I could be a puncher upper. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not okay. We'll get there. Maybe after kids are launched a little more and. Yeah, it might be something just for the experience. And I would imagine it's um, totally different, but maybe like Toastmasters where you have to force yourself to get, if you did a few open mics and got up in front of a crowd. Is it the fear of public speaking or just? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I guess it's just the unknown and being in front of people to be judged and getting the laughs. And that's the goal. I but can't believe I've, I compared it to Toastmasters. It's nothing like that. But I guess the fear of just being well, public. I would say that could help you to get up. Yeah, maybe. that's what everybody fears is being public speaking. So it's a version of but that. Then add really the element of... Crazy version. And it's hard to write jokes, I think. It's hard to have a well-written joke and the timing and the delivery, everything. Oh, so much. Right? You have a natural knack, though, for... Mm. I mean, yes, I think it's your mm. new calling. Anyway, that was awesome that Chris did that. I'm, I'm like, oh, I know. Good for you. Good for him. He was awesome. So and yeah, we were at the comedy club. So it was cool because you came down on the train. It's up because I'm up in LA. You're down in San Diego. <laughs> we always have to do this north south thing. <laughs> it's so You're stupid. coming down to San Diego, Julianne. <laughs> but um, so Point. we I were at the, the club. Train. You took the train, you came up here, beautiful train trip, eh? Yep, except I sat next to someone who I'm pretty sure pooped their pants. Pretty sure (laughs) it was the lady across from me. (laughs) (laughs) She kept sending me pictures of, she's like, who did it? And she kept sending me pictures of the people on the train. Oh, I was pretty sure it was the woman. And you, she had that face, it was a whole thing. She was there with her son, but her son was like splayed out 
little uh little tired looking little little sweatpants wearing could have been him pretty pretty sure it was her but could have been him <laughs> and then their stop came and they got up and left and it was that awful poop smell like as a mom you know it you t- it's that like dried <laughs> it's been in your underwear for a while you think oh, you get used to it so you don't smell it but other people do and um, oh boy yeah they got up and left and so all the train doors were open and i was like yes okay the smell's gone it was definitely them I took a picture out the window and everything i'm like there she is and uh, the train doors closed, and the air wasn't moving anymore. The smell was still, <laughs> still. there. It was the lady next there to was me. One, and the, uh, and then there were none. And then yeah, so it was definitely her. And um, wow, she pooped her pants. I get it. I've Aww. you know we've all had a moment, but I digress. So I ended up in L.A. You came yes, and got me, and then we went to this show. We took an Uber, or Lyft. What we took a Lyft. We'll just. Yeah, all the way to Santa Monica. Yep. It took 12 hours uh, <laughs> at 4 p.m. Julianne we got there. hates traffic. We got to, but that's why we got the Uber so I you could here. enjoy the back seat. And it was nice. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy I it? I loved it. It's great. And then we went to the club. It was in this cool place. It's the West Side Comedy Theater. Yeah. Am I right? Right. Okay. I believe so. And, um, and yeah, so we went there and there were, five i think five comics that opened Mm -hmm. which you know they're normally headliners which is the whole fun of this thing is that chris the newbie virgin does his five minutes and all these wonderful amazing comics so the lineup is nicole blaine she was the one who came up with the concept i believe and hosts the show and finds the comics and kind of coaches them then we had lachlan patterson who was hilarious he had Curly hair, really funny. New dad, great jokes. Barry Rothbart, he was funny. Lori Kilmartin, she's a pretty big name. She was there talking about... You don't remember Barry. Her kid. I know, I can't remember Barry. Maybe that's when the, <laughs> the beer hit the system and I was a little overwhelmed. Okay, sorry. I don't know. Um, and then my favorite, well, first... And then the headliner was Brian Callen, who's from Mad TV and... I guess he was on the Goldbergs, and he was on the Hangover. What was he, the bartender on the Hangover? You said something uh, like someone that. Someone else told us that, and I don't, I don't remember him. I didn't watch that movie, but once, yes, but he was really funny. He was quick and like well versed, and quite the actor up there. He was really good. He was good. But the guy right before him that walked up, who I thought I saw walk by in the audience, and it turned out to be him, was. Chris Fairbanks. Chris Fairbanks. And Joe's favorite. I happen to have like a relationship with him online because <laughs> I've listened to his podcast with Karen Kilgariff. It's a one-sided relationship. Yeah, That's I know, two-sided. right? Um, for like two years or so. And it's called Do You Need a Ride? I've mentioned it here a bunch of times. And it's great. They drive around LA and just talk about whatever they see. They pick up friends and drive them around. So it's usually other comedians or actors. And I just really, really like him. He's a very cool guy. He seems very down to earth and nice and emotional and all good things. And I've even told you, like, he would be a great guy for you. So we got to talk to him. Yes. So how did that all work out? We were sitting there. We were watching the show and you... Brian was done. We all clapped. And no, your buddy was done. He finished the show, Chris Taylor. So once he was done, we clapped. We all stood up. 
and you were going to go talk to him and buddies and stuff. And I went over to, to Chris Fairbanks and tapped him on the shoulder and said, hi. And he's like, really nice. Hi. And I said, I'm Joelle from Mouse and Weens. Our logo looks like this. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you guys. And um, so we started talking. Didn't you say he was a graphic designer and then he yeah. pays attention to the logos? Yeah. yeah, he said something about that. That's right. I'm an artist or, you know, I gravitate toward the arty stuff so I always ask that like what's your logo look like and so yeah I remember that and something like that it was really nice and that's cool yeah and so we just started talking that's when you came in and said hi I'm Julianne I'm her sister and we're gonna record you if that's okay for our podcast and he was like okay yeah and uh so we just started super nice guy we kind of did that ambush because it was in the moment and it it was just a lovely time to talk to Chris because you already talked about how you like him got it yeah yeah and yeah it was just it was neat it was an opportunity to chat with someone that it's funny podcasting you feel like you get to know someone or you know if you listen to a morning radio show or whatever who shares their life you kind of feel like oh okay yeah they're my buddy you just know them but it's kind of odd because it's very one-sided so they don't know you and yeah but I don't know. He seemed very open and appreciative and Yeah, nice. super sweet. Yeah. Very, very so nice. We just, so we just did our <laughs> in-the-moment interview. Yeah. And also Wayne Fetterman, who is a really great comedian. You should look him up. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And he did the second part of the show with his improv group, mm-hmm. which um, they kind of seem similar to the style that Upright Citizens Brigade, where they have a monologist, which means you someone throws out a random word and then... Wayne, who's this great comedian, did uh, his monologue from scratch, just remembering a story. And then everybody on the team, his improv team, goes up and performs these sketches based off of this random word that he told the story about. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. And in his case, it was like Canada. And so he talked about growing up and stories about Canada. And they kept riffing on it was really cool it was something i hadn't seen before so i really liked it but um in the meantime between shows we talked to chris and then wayne walked up and talked to us for a little bit so you'll hear him and yeah so should we pop it in here cool okay yep bye okay we're here with chris fairbanks it's a very exciting interview tonight we're over at the what is this called again west side comedy west side uh comedy theater that's the full title yeah in santa monica in Santa Monica. Where I used to live. And I now, happen to know this. Yeah, I know. I'm like a weird stalker, but he just moved from this area. So what are you doing back? Do I'm you like do, I was at a show in Encinitas. Near and me. Then I, I'm down in San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then on the way back, I stopped here. It worked out great. Nice. Okay. Are you this, doing the second show, too? No. I'll just okay. uh, right. probably wander around the promenade. Good. So, how, can I window shopping and closed stores. <laughs> I, I loved your first joke. That was fun. That was good. Oh, I don't even remember what Parties? I did. I woke no. up. Oh, yeah. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. They have yeah. naked women in the men's bathroom, which I... means little kids go in there and they just see boobs. Right, right. It's not the way I want to see them for the first time. No, no. And I have a 13-year-old who I just found on his uh, phone history started looking for boob pictures. You know what? What do I do? If it's looking for boob pictures, that's fine. It's just, I'm, it's weird because I just get jealous because when I was a kid, I was little, 
little pieces of magazines and cutouts, and I'd like hold them in my pocket and run to a field. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But now and, we give them these things, and they yeah, can get scary. Yeah, that like, is scary. I think about it all the time. Is that responsible like, as a parent? Should I take this phone away, or what do I do? No, I think you can like just go to a store and be like, how do I monitor everything? Firewall, firewall, firewall. Yeah. Keyword, keyword. Yes. Think of all the words. Yeah, Kylie Jenner came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rihanna. Rack, big rack. The word body. Yeah, I know. Uh, Adam Sandler <laughs> movies. That's where his gateway was, I think. He watched some Adam Sandler movies, and all of a sudden... It's funny. Have you watched Adam Sandler do stand-up now? I, I thought it... I expected it to be a series of fart jokes, and it was the. I like cried during it. Really? Oh, it's so good. Was movies like you expected? Did you see it? Yeah. I loved it. I watched it. I watched it, and then I watched it again. Me too, but I'm like. I know he's good. The movies are dumb. Right. No, right you got to watch the okay. special then. It's okay. like really surprising how smart his stand-up was. Yeah. I was like, you, you are... sent me the wallet watch keys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Football keys. Yeah. But it's so wonderful. Yeah. Chris Farley. And just the Trimming, jokes. The one yeah. about the ghost. And while he's trying to take a dick pic for it to yeah. have a conversation. I was like, <laughs> obscure, weird. Wife. I love yeah, yeah, how yeah. much you Yeah. Has it matured because he's like married with kids? Has it? I think that he just. Is, I think he's just like stand up is hard. I'm gonna pay attention to it and be really good at it. And he's like, oh, movies, whatever. I can do whatever, and people will like it. Right, I feel right. like the yeah, stand up yeah. part. But that's his right. That's his outlet now. And yeah, yeah. I am. I can't. But then he whips out punch drunk love, and then you know, like he always had a real strong. Right. There's some grounding there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I love that movie. Well, enough about Adam. Yeah, really. How's your new apartment going? He was hanging murals and like Well, now I'm like want to go full national park theme with my bedroom because I have this uh, pine tree wall, and I think I'm just gonna get some potted pine trees, some sort of a heat source that looks that's a faux fireplace, and then I think I'm gonna put a tent over my bed and be really weird. And like I have pictures, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. So real tree. Growing them indoors? Yeah, potted ones. Oh, but the background, okay. I I mean, I'm not going to show you pictures because that makes for bad podcasts. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. I love each it. Each area of my house, I have like little themes. I'm like, here's the modern. Oh, like, I'm really excited that. about That's it. Good. That's good. And I haven't been working. I'm just buying things on Amazon. I'm really blowing it. I don't, <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I'm focusing on my rental. Rent that I put wallpaper in that will not be removed. Right. When I have to move out of that apartment, I'm gonna have to just fucking burn it down. Did you ask the landlord first? No. Yeah, she oh. said do whatever you want, really? but I didn't okay. know wallpaper stuck. <laughs> like just the residual on the trim, I've had to like, oh, I had to like put goo gone and yeah. scrape it off. It's... He did an Instagram story of the painter's tape. I think I showed you that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were so mad. Well, it was so funny. I mean, okay, I am going to show you a picture. <laughs> Look at this. Whipping out the phone. Uh, okay, so I want to do something like that. That's at a hotel in South Oh, oh my God. I like really be it. all the way weird about it. It's a picture of you know a fireplace and a wooded wall. Like that's that's the wall I did in my room. So if I put pine trees up in there, like in potted plants, 
and then and then do that do uh, that kind of thing. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Well, well, this guy loves snowboarding and yeah. and skateboarding and grew up in Montana. Yes. Our mom lives in Idaho, so we're yes. not too far well, away. Where I'm going to Boise on uh, Friday. Idaho Falls. So she's like southeast corner. I was going to uh, Twin Falls and the uh, oh, yeah. thing didn't oh, work out. It didn't oh. work out. Yeah. yeah. I don't out. know. Is that your crowd? Do you like the... the Boise, yes. Really? Boise is great. More like college, right? I'm going to. Uh, uh, no, it's just a cool town. Right. It's like every state has one of these pocket towns. Everyone has their own Austin or Missoula, where otherwise, no offense to all of Idaho, but Coeur d'Alene's pretty, but you're going to run into some <laughs> MAGA hats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's a nice place to water ski if you don't talk about politics. We're right. black people. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hayden Lake and all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not so. I think a lot of them moved to like Illinois. Like oh, really? the, the Hayden Lake white supremacy stuff like got out of. And they're proud of it. Like they're like, yeah, we got rid of those weirdos. You know, it's like getting rid of a Cub Scout camp or something. Like, so I can't believe it's still happening. <laughs> so Chris had. Um, what? A hip, a knee, a hip. A hip replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Is this from snowboarding injuries or? I don't know. I it just uh, happened and I got it replaced and it. I feel like it keeps getting better. And last night at that show in Encinitas, one of the comments was this uh, funny surfer girl who's I. I drank a little at the show and so I stayed at her parents' house. They had a guest room and I woke up and her dad was like this Laird Hamilton like 60 year old waterman surf guy and he had the same he went like 15 years ago he went to India to get my surgery surgery, and he's like it keeps getting better I just keep getting like he really got me excited about the progression of the healing like it doesn't plateau with feeling good yeah and he's like every year at the 10 year mark I started running again he's like it's not yeah so he got me all excited about it. Cause, he's a, he's a and then he made me a smoothie with all kinds of anti-inflammatory powders in it. How about you? Two yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like a mushroom powder. I, to be honest, I felt great all day except for the diarrhea. Yeah. It was like a. Yeah, what I, kind of mushrooms were these? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I wrote it all down. Him and his wife were like, "Here's all the." Yeah. yeah, that's like very hippie. Yeah, they were the coolest. Tonight, were you trying out new material or what? What no, does this? I did some old stuff, and I feel like it came out. I was tired. Oh, that the guy weird. when he made me a smoothie, it was like at six in the morning, and I already didn't sleep because I'm in a stranger's house, and then I drove from there, and then I uh, had some drinks on the promenade, and then by, by the time it was time for the show, I'm like, oh, I, it's time to sleep, <laughs> and then I'm like, That's so hard. it's like you a get late bed. Up when you drink for the show, or does it sometimes get you too loose where you forget stuff, or? Oh, yeah, no, it's not it's a practice. Yeah, I usually try and monitor it. Two drinks before That's each it, show. No. Yeah. Do, you, do you still get nervous before you go up? Always, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? You've been doing this forever, right? I get nervous brushing my teeth. I just am not a... Uh, a nervous person. But I am 
once I'm on stage, I'm not nervous. I just get nervous before. I love, I love your. I think you said it once that you kind of like to stutter and make people feel. Hi, Wayne. Hey. How are you? From the podcast. It is you. It is. I know. I know. She just said. What? Is, what is your name? Am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to... Wayne, Fetterman. Wayne, Wayne Fetterman. Wayne Fetterman. You're the main guy. Tell us um, about your biggest fear. <laughs> my One of my biggest fears is slipping and landing on an, an ever-ending razor blade. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. My sister and I used to talk about this all the time. So a water slide yes. made of razor blades. No, I'm talking about one razor blade oh, okay. that you slide on never ending but it doesn't cut you in half it's just right. it just hurts yeah, for a long you're just when I was a kid my sister would like babysit me she'd know she would say <laughs> to scare me she'd say what if you're sliding down a slide of razor blades yeah. and then you land in a pool of alcohol she'd oh, she's okay. older and it would freak me out yeah, I'm yeah, like I would think about like a Mach 10 razor, like of slides, <laughs> cutting my butt and legs. It was horrifying. Yeah, it it's is, weird that that's your biggest fear. That is one of yeah. And also, I, I'm afraid. I don't want to say what my other one is because I don't want to manifest it. I'm not worried about manifesting that. What does one. it have to do with? In the I can't. Even, I don't even really? want. I don't even want. I don't even want. <laughs> Superstitious. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that one is. I think the razor blade is pretty intense. Well, so, yeah, it spans the goal, but the other one could actually happen. Yeah. And that's another fear of mine. Maybe if you get to know me yeah. better. What is happening here? We've hijacked Chris for our podcast. Really? Yeah. He's a brilliant comedian. He's a brilliant comedian. Yes. Always. Oh, you know, I've said it before. And very good on podcasts. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I've been in. I've done dozens of hundreds of podcasts. I think I've done over a hundred now. This is the best environment to be taping one. This is it. (laughs) I know. This is what we've heard on an iPhone. Non-cleared music in the background. Of one of the right, right. songs <laughs> four years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They need you. All right, I got it. I'm gonna use the right. Thank hand. you, Wayne. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, we're being so selfish. No, with no, you. no. Are you? Are you like needing to? You're gonna hang out. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. going to the bathroom after Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Thank you. Can I ask you personal questions? Dating life. Do you yeah, ever yeah, talk yeah. about dating life? How? What's your dating? No, life? I keep it kind of private. I uh, just because I just if I was in a full-on relationship, I talk about it all the time. Yeah. But it's always like a point of contention or confusion or fleeting, and I and it's so hard to like. Even when I get excited about someone, I it ends up getting disappointed, and I'm like, "Well, I wish I'd said this four months ago." Right, and then it lives on forever and ever. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. more emotional than talking about something else, like a car you like, and right. then all of a sudden, you're... Right. does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I just am more tight-lipped about it. And with stand-up, I've always felt like. I'm not going to be a masculine guy. I'm not kind of like what Brian Callum was doing yeah. after, like acting macho and then. That was okay. Yeah, it was fun to watch because I'm like, oh, weird. I do that in an understated way. Like, don't let them know too much about you because keep people guessing. I don't. So I don't. Yeah, I don't. No, you go ahead. Ah, uh, gosh, you just ruined it. No, no. Uh, go ahead. You didn't know you were going to be 
the bathroom usher tonight, did you? We're in a bladder infection night. She heard that. She heard that, and I feel bad for saying it. We can move uh, over to the ladder fine. area. No, uh, so yeah, I don't, uh, but, uh, I want to be, yeah, I want to do all the stuff everyone wants to do. Think but about it, also stand up is a huge obstacle. With I've, I've, it sounds like an excuse, but I've been like, okay, let me focus on getting healthy. Let me get a new leg. Let me move. Let me get better at stand up. Let me record a special. And all of a sudden, over a year has passed, and you're like, wait, I'm like a loner, you know, but fulfilled. Like I think there's. People frown on being alone, but it's also really productive. And I'm not like a weirdo, but uh, that's how I feel right now, you know. This is my sister. She is single. Oh. <laughs> she is on hiatus from being a location scout director in TV and movies. And she feels the same way. She's yeah, like, yeah. I don't need a guy. She's been through some funky stuff. And like, I want to be alone and productive. And so she's doing all sorts of music and podcasts. We have to, we have to wrap it up now because he's introducing the next show. So I know it just got awkward, but look her up. <laughs> I want to match make you too. I think you guys are perfect together. That's all. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. We love you. You're the best. Oh, I'm so sorry, Joe. I, know. I had to at throw it in at the end. I had to try to <laughs> match make. I just I think he's so cool, and you're so cool, and a lot. You guys remind oh. me a lot of each other. Honestly, it's so funny, and I think you'd be a fun. Even if, you know, whatever, it would be fun to hang out with him and he would be a cool, like, honorary uncle or a friend or whatever. Cause oh my God. He's just like, so funny. he would be our buddy. He was born your same year. Yeah. He was, uh, I know. We're, like, we're totally we're in the wheelhouse. Here. We talk about all the same stuff. And isn't that funny yeah. when you hear, you're like, okay, part of the tribe. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, you're so funny, though. I love it. I know. Sorry. And what a nice guy. What a super cool, sweet guy. Yeah. And um, and I love that woodsy theme room. That's always been my thing. Yes. I had to... I'm part of this program, The Art of Freelance. And I've talked about it before, but it's a 10-week program where you launch one of your projects. And I'm doing a 12-song album, yeah. original music. But also, it was very much in the beginning about getting to what is your bigger goal? What do you really want in life? And kind of seeing yourself in the space that you want to live in. Anytime I've done any kind of kooky exercise like this or be a part of a program, mm-hmm. it's always that I create my theme room house. I always have different themes in each room. I love it. And I totally dig it. So the fact that he was doing that was awesome. Did you hear <laughs> me? Doing his room like that. Did you hear me keep trying to interject? It's like Heike. It's like Heike. Did you hear that? What's that? No. It's, it's like what? <laughs> it's spelled Heike. <laughs> what are you talking I about? Know. I think that's what both of you are. She's having a stroke. It's Just a ignore Heimlich, her. Heimlich, yeah. No, it's this, it's this word. I think it's like from Scandinavia, like Finland. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. <laughs> And it means like just relaxed Nordic living. And so it's like uh, a space with lots of wood and <laughs> fur and like textiles and knitted that. things and soft things and fireplaces and tea. And it's like oh, you're creating so Heidi. 
I just got relaxed, except for then I want to give you. I feel like I'm shopping at thing out of your throat. Heige. Yeah. Heige. I think that, I don't even know. Is that how you say it? I'll have to look this up. But I think I dated that guy, the Austrian bicyclist. Heige. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, that's cool. That was me yeah. in the background talking about that, but it just did not make its way through <laughs> the loud bar. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was kind of loud. I love uh, the comments about. Uh, How's that going to be clearing this original music? I know. Reason? Yeah. That was the best. Anyway. Oh. But what what a great night. Yeah, and super They fun. were so funny. My God. And, you know. Yeah. Hats off. I wanted. I keep thinking of the words. Kudos. Hats off. <laughs> Hikey. Congrats. <laughs> Hikey. To those guys who get up there and do it. That's Yay. right. Which kind of inspired you. You're looking for an agent again. And... Um, Open to yeah. auditions yeah. and open to stand-up. I love this. I think this is awesome for you. So. I think it's just a whole time period. Yes, and it first started, dun-dun-dun. Well, I've been behind the camera for so long, behind the scenes for a long time. I really wanted to work that muscle where you know how to write your own stuff right. and edit it if you have to and shoot your own videos. And so I kind of got yeah. stuck in that world for so long, and I really... And, you know, you start making money and I stayed in the production side. And now I realize the creative part, which is that other very vulnerable Mm -hmm. part of getting up in front of people and expressing yourself and more emotive, I guess, all of that. It would be a good time to kind of work that because I'm kind of too behind the scenes now. That's fun. Yeah. So it's a good balance. Totally. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and I think watching a a cameraman, your friend is a cameraman, get up there and do it. And so there's a little bit of balance there, right? So you can kind of... Yeah, and it kind of... So that was helpful. And talking to Chris Fairbanks, it was like, oh my gosh, these guys are out there and they're really... Just the energy in the room Mm -hmm. and seeing people who... You have to make the effort. That's the thing. I do it from my house when I record Mm -hmm. music which I'm doing now and doing this album and everything it's very you're kind of isolated and I realize I want to shift that to where I'm out with people more right um and you're so fun with like a group of people and collaborating and working off each other's ideas I want to collaborate more too yeah that's your it's all that flow yeah Yeah. being with I think so and I think just uh I watched this the TED talk I gave you I don't know if you saw it Mm -hmm. but it was like this guy, the whole TED Talk was about happiness. All I did was I was feeling sad. I typed in happiness. And I loved TED Talks. And I looked at his. And it was a guy who for the past, he didn't start the study, but he was one of the members that now has taken it. Uh, yeah, is he like the third director of it or the fifth director? Yeah, he was the fourth director of this program. It started in the 40s. Mm-hmm. And it was they followed people all throughout their lives. So these guys, they started at like 19 years old. I think they started it group before of, that. Wasn't it even maybe. turn of the century? I think it's like a 75. Did you watch it? Oh, no, maybe like 20s. 75-year study oh. or something from Harvard. Some longevity study of just like lifestyles and people. And people and what makes them mm-hmm. happy. And at the end of this whole thing, see, you wrap it up so eloquently. But the end of this whole thing, they derived that the thing that makes people the happiest is community having a, a partner mm-hmm. that you do not fight with if it's a volatile relationship then a lot of people would have early you know memory loss dementia and would die Illness, earlier the yeah. ones who are in good 
good relationships, but the relationship was kind of the key of the study to be around community. Right. And people that uh, you care about, that you help, and that you love. It's all about love, So you man. could say uh, it is all about love. And this sounds very simplistic, but the fact that it was an actual scientific study, and you should watch the mm-hmm. YouTube video. Right, yeah, um, brain scans and the whole thing, so... Point being is I think that I've spent a lot of years just being a little bit more on the, like, I'm kind of, I'll sit and do projects by myself a lot, and I want to shift that. What do you think? I agree. Do projects with me and others. And hang with you. Yes. I want to hang with you. I love this, and I love hanging with family. Yeah. I always feel so good, and then I come back to my little L.A cottage and sometimes i get sad because you know well but i have to force myself to go out and yeah you have a a bevy of people you could hang out with and that would have you but i think you should sign up for classes and do that and you do you do but like this pretty funny women podcast that i listen to and they do classes and it's geared toward teaching women specifically to get up and do stand up and um, I'm like, you got to take this class, Sherman Oaks, it, even though it's a drive, you could do it. And so I don't know. I think this would all be really cool and fun and exciting. So yeah, just for a challenge. I think all of that, just being scared and the thing that, okay, I don't want to keep talking so long cause I want to stay on the comedy tip, but one of the things that opened this up is I went and I, <laughs> Someone talked me into doing a vegan, vegetarian speed dating. I've never done anything like this in my life. But um, not to digress, we'll talk about that at another time, except that was a very big, uncomfortable, vulnerable thing to go to this thing, to be open to whatever is going to happen happens and put yourself out there. It was so freaky at the same time. That also helped move that that sort of vulnerability which i think comes with being up in front of people and right. acting and possibly doing comedy and i don't know if people that goes away for some people that you just get it gets so routine that you just jump on stage and you're like, Brr. i'm sure it does i mean i've heard yeah. actors talking about that not as much comedians what do you have you heard comedians who are like yeah i don't get nervous anymore even chris he got yeah like Chris Fairbanks was saying it was that he still gets nervous and you hear that from a lot of right. people. So I'm sure once you get in I think there, that keeps you alive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. It's like that adrenaline rush and why people, you know, go mountain biking or whatever to do that big loop de loop. Yeah. Um, Maybe if you're more in the arts, artsy world, then this would be the buzz that you get. All right. I love you, Jules. I just want to wrap this too. up. By saying that we had such a fun time in Santa Monica at Westside Comedy Theater. Everybody was so nice that we met. The comedians were great. And thank you for lending us your voices. Um, Kudos. There it is. Kudos to Chris Taylor for getting up there. The Virgin Sacrifice. That was awesome. And um, you, Weens. Chris Fairbanks for talking for us. For us. Talking for us. (laughs) Thank you for talking for us. Everybody, please look these comics up, um, Chris Fairbanks especially, and listen to Do You Need a Ride? Wayne Fetterman. And Wayne Fetterman. He's on a million different podcasts. Um, yeah, it was all great. And we're inspired, especially Weens. We'll watch for you next. Um, you want to do our watch socials? Wiener Rise. Say our social media stuff. Hey, um, no, let's do a Mother's Day. Oh. Uh, we want to do a nice this? little shout out to our sweet and lovely mother. Right. Okay, but first, please follow us on all the social media and rate and review. And thank you for everyone for sharing. That means the world. The number one way we can grow is through friends and family talking about us. So thank you. Okay, 
Thanks. Happy Mother's Day. It's coming on Sunday. Happy Mother's Day. Here it comes. How can we thank you for being our mom? We figured best expressed in this dedication song. I've always thought you've had magical super mom powers. You must since my birthing took 48 hours. Sorry. You did the laundry room in Raggedy Ann and Andy. For this, I'd forgive you for the no junk food or candy. Just kidding. We know that was more dad. Your smell was so classy. Wet shoulders perfume. Sorry, I released the large snakes in my room. My favorite was calling you Mama Joyce. Mama Joyce. Dirty guy friends later changed it to Joyce's Choice. I forever bought you gifts of your favorite almond roca. This is hard to rhyme. Do you like Lee Iacocca? You love cockers, spaniels, and your Chrysler LeBaron. Your 80s MC hammer pants and that gold lame you were wearing. Ooh. I'll never forget you designed my unicorn cake and how you drove us a thousand times to the cool golden skate. You made us kiss you goodnight to check for beer on our breath. So you know Jolly Ranchers work to cover this best. You listened to our problems and you tried to understand. You went through a reggae phase, almost joined a George Marley band. Bob Marley. <laughs> Whoops. taught me to face challenges and to walk through my fear. Did you tell that to Thayer's kid who you threatened to cut off his ear? You've always been strong and you were your own boss. I still have nightmares about jackets from that store where I got lost. My boobs look like two frog eyes cresting the water, but you got me a used bra from your co-worker Nancy's daughter. And for all you through all our silly drama you 